So I was teaching a live class about a week or so ago, and we were talking about getting credit for the course. You know, it was a it was a CE course. And one of the gentlemen in the audience said, this is my last rodeo. <laughs> Basically, that's what he said. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, this is it. He said, uh, I'm done after this one. And I said, oh, you're planning on retiring before your next year requirement for CE. And he said, yeah, yeah, I'm done. I said, that's exciting. Congratulations. I said, um, what's your exit strategy? He said, my what? <laughs> and I, said, I said, what's your exit plan? Or do you have one? I mean, are you, are you planning on just turning the lights off, shutting the door and saying I'm done? He said, yeah, it's exactly what I plan on doing. I said, well, maybe you ought to reconsider that. Maybe you ought to think about closing your office in a different fashion. Or maybe, just maybe, not even closing your office. Maybe you create an exit strategy that could help you, might help others. And in fact, it may just very well help the community in which you're providing service. Come on back and let's have a chat about it. Hi, this is Brian Reynolds. You're listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast brought to you by the fine folks over at Appraiser eLearning. I'm glad you're here. I hope you're doing well. And so <laughs> I have this conversation a lot. If, um, if I'm coaching, an individual or a group providing consulting services. I bring this up often. And I'm quite surprised that many folks have not planned for their retirement. Um, when I say, what, what's your exit strategy? Most of the time they, they say a joke, you know, and they say, well, I've got a will. And, and don't get me wrong, you you need to plan for that exit strategy as well. When you leave this earth, um, have you named beneficiaries? Have you uh, gotten a will? Do you have a gravesite? My mom surprised me many years ago and <laughs> bought me a plot. <laughs> I said, thanks, mom, I think. But, you know, it's all about planning ahead, isn't it? My mother's done a great job. She, uh, she has planned ahead. She's got various policies that she'll never have to go to a nursing home or assisted living center or anything like that. She's got a plan of action that if it comes down to it, she can literally bring someone into her home to care for her. She thought ahead. She made a plan. And that's what I'm suggesting that we as appraisers think about doing instead of just closing your office. You know, the majority of appraisers are small firms. They, they work for themselves. They do everything. They're the president and the janitor. We've talked about this 
and many other podcasts and webinars that we've done. And there's nothing wrong with that. But instead of just you know closing the door and saying, I'm done, I'm moving to Costa Rica or something, maybe you consider a different course of action. You know, the biggest obstacles to someone getting into this profession is finding a supervisor, a mentor. And I truly, genuinely believe that when we've been in this business for a while, if the business has been good to you, when you get to the point where you see retirement around the corner, I genuinely believe that we have an obligation to give back to the profession that's been so good to us. We need to help others. Someone helped you. Someone took a chance on you when you became a trainee, when you entered into this profession. I think we have an obligation to give back. So, if there's an environment that we could create other than just turning the lights off and being done, maybe we should explore that. Maybe it's a win-win-win. Maybe you bring someone in and you start training them and molding them. Yes, it's going to take a little time. Yes, it may increase your liability a little bit. But maybe they can provide value to you. We, we're doing a lot for the trainees and, and folks wanting to enter the profession. I'm very proud of that. Um, but maybe it's an opportunity that you mentor someone or maybe multiple someones. Maybe you bring on two or three. Maybe you identify this person and you mold them and you, you manage them and you mentor them and you say, look, when I'm done, we'll create a company or organization for you. And maybe you put a tail on that. I mean, how, how cool would it be in your retirement while you're on the beach that you get a check once a month or a check once a quarter, however you arrange it? So early on, trainee, I'm going to take the lion's share of the money. You're not going to make much. George Cox used to tell me with regularity, now, Brian, you're going to do all the work. And I say, yeah, George, I, I expect that. Now, Brian, I'm going to keep all the money. <laughs> and he did, or the lion's share. But guys, I learned so much from that gentleman. I, could, I would never, my dear friend's you know, gone now, and I miss him. But there's no way I could pay him back for all the knowledge and the learning opportunity I had um, from Mr. Cox. And I remember the, all the days sitting on that little uh, wood porch of his one-bedroom cabin out in the middle of Ohio County. Uh, that, that ultimately became his office. And I heard the same stories over and over, but I didn't realize then what I realize now, that I learned more from that gentleman than I ever learned from any class or book or anything else for that matter with regard to appraising. So I, I cherish those, those memories. Um, so maybe you bring somebody in and you mow them and you mentor them and you say, here's what we're going to do. You know, I'm going to keep all the money or most of it. You're going to do most of the work, but at some point in time, you'll start making more money. And then eventually 
the pendulum will change to where you're making most of the money and I'm going to just make a little bit. And then I'm going to walk away. However, I'm going to keep a little tail. I'm going to keep a certain percentage for the next 10 years or 15 years or into perpetuity. Whatever you two negotiate, right? Um, I'll still be here as a mentor. If, if you need help and you want to bounce something off, you can call me. I'll be a consultant for you or an advisor or still a mentor. Guys, you got to remember that your education really starts beginning once you become certified. You really start learning when you get your shingle. You don't know all of what you need to know the minute you pass your national exam and your license issue. You need to be a lifelong learner. I'm still learning today, and I get excited when I learn something. I want to share it with others. But instead of just turning your lights off and shutting the door and moving to a warmer climate, maybe you take some appropriate steps before you shut that door to where it doesn't really shut. It transitions. And so you've helped yourself in now that you're going to get a residual income. You've helped this individual build a book of business. And you really helped your community because you're finding your replacement. You're finding someone that can carry on good quality service in the community in which you provided service all, all this time. Something to think about instead of just saying, I'm done and closing your door. One of the other things I want to take a moment and say for you trainees out there or appraisers that are in training or Maybe you're neither, but you're thinking about getting into this profession. We talk very often that you need to change up your strategy when you approach a potential supervisor or mentor. Don't be calling and saying, I need a supervisor. I need hours. I need, I need, I need. Quite frankly, that business owner probably doesn't care what you need. <laughs> I mean, I give charity to charity. Why would I give charity to you? Now, again, I'm not going to contradict my prior statement. I do believe at some point we need to give back, right? We need to provide opportunities for others. But what you need to do as someone that's approaching a supervisor is not approach them saying, I need, I need, I need. You need to let them know what you bring to the table, how you can provide value to the valuation company, how maybe you can assist them in making more money. And actually, maybe this is a strategy for you, an onboarding strategy for you. You say, hey, um, how much longer are you going to be in this business? What's your exit strategy? Maybe I could help create an opportunity for you. So instead of just closing your business down, you help me and I'll help you. I'll do the heavy lifting now. And then when it's time for you to retire and go to the beach, you continue to be a mentor for me or, or a consultant, and you still get a little piece of the pie for a prescribed period of time. That might just be an opportunity for you to secure a supervisor.
I just want to take a moment to talk about your exit strategy. Do you have one? Should you have one? Just a little something to think about, guys. Planning ahead. Planning ahead. Making goals and trying to figure out how to achieve those goals. If you shoot for nothing, you're sure to hit it every time. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're making some money. Until next time, this is Brian Reynolds. You've been listening to the Appraisal Update. Happy appraising. The Appraisal Update podcast is brought to you by Appraiser E-Learning.